Welcome to The Pursuit, a podcast to help you identify the goals that are most important and how to use the skills you already have to achieve them. My name is Kenzie Gillette, a licensed mental health counselor and the owner of Libertas Counseling, where everyone has the freedom to be better. To listen to this podcast, The Pursuit, and to my previous podcast, check out LibertasCounseling.com. Hey guys, my name is Ken C. Gillet. Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host and the owner of Libertas Counseling, where you have the freedom to be better. So I am coming to you from the bunker. No, actually, I'm actually at home. I'm hunkering down like you all should be as well. So this can be scary times if you don't have a lot of information as to uh, what you should be doing and what kind of risk you're in. But right now, you know, the world is really dealing with the, the the coronavirus that is spread. And most of you have been impacted in some major ways. Whether you are unable to go to work because maybe you have not been deemed by the government as an essential employee. Or maybe you are self-quarantining as a precaution because of some potential exposure or some travel recent travel you've had. Or maybe you are home because you are a vulnerable person that has a, a pre-existing condition that makes you more susceptible to infection. Either way, it is kind of a scary time and what makes something scary often is just the unknown. So in this episode, I'm not going to uh, to uh, purport to be an expert because certainly you should be getting your information directly from the professionals, the professionals in the, the government and the CDC and you can get a lot of information about standard precautions that you should be taking, uh, which includes social distancing, uh, avoiding being outside if you don't absolutely need to, and then of course washing your hands often, uh, avoiding uh, uh, any possible uh, contact with uh, bodily fluids of other people. But what I want to talk about today is, is really the, the emotional and the psychological impact it could have on you if you are uh, socially distancing as you should be right now. Um, I, I recently wrote a, a blog post about just the three quick, simple ways to deal with the corona stress. And, you know, you know one of the, the, the major things that happens when we begin to socially isolate is we start to feel like we're in this by ourselves, you know, and it, it's really that kind of mentality where it's like, now, I don't have anybody else who I can really lean on when I'm feeling scared or, or anxious. And, you know, in, in any context, isolating from your peers and your social support networks is a big red flag that things are not going well or things are, you know, diminishing pretty quickly. So the fact that, you know, it, it is considered best practice to socially isolate, then we're definitely going to see a lot of uh, other kind of dysfunctions and, and dangers arise. One of the reasons why socially isolating is a red flag in normal circumstances when it comes to uh, mental health and emotional health is that, you know, we tend to uh, lose grasp of, uh, of our community. And when we are feeling grounded in our community, we tend to, you know, 
we kind of uh, join our interest with that of our neighbors. That means, you know, the well-being of your neighbor across the street, the well-being of your your family member is important to you. Which so that so because of that, the way we act, our behavior changes. We uh, we take into consideration the impact our behavior has on other people. Um, so so feeling grounded in a community in any kind of social circle, it, it means that the way you act is not going to be just because of not not just for your own benefit, but also because you care about those around you. And with social isolating, you know we see we start seeing this it's me and or me and my family against the world mentality, and that's probably why we see a lot of hoarding going on and a lot of people getting really angry and a lot of fights and you see, we are we are starting to see some violence out in the community as people feel that resources are more and more scarce so you know and on top of, of socially isolating you know so you, you may be living with somebody and that's a that's a good thing but still not being able to get out and enjoy um, some type of socialization with your coworkers, with your peers, with your family who may not live with you. You know, it takes a toll. But on top of that, we have wall-to-wall media coverage of this pandemic. And certainly getting the most accurate and current information is important for your safety and your family's safety as well. But, you know, the way it's presented will have an impact on you as well. Remember I talked about the fear of the unknown. Well, you know the, the thing in media, they have, they do a really good job of giving you enough information to make you, you know, to make you afraid, and then they leave you on the hook, so you keep watching. And when you post the numbers on the side of the screen, twenty four hours a day, you know it's hard to kind of pull away from that. So the first tip to really deal with the stress that surrounds the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic is to you want you want to limit the exposure. That you, to the anxiety-provoking event, which means that you want to limit how much media and information that you are consuming about this pandemic. And I know it may sound counterintuitive because you want accurate and current information, but to 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 for that to be the the thing that's consuming all of your thoughts throughout your day, if your if your TV is constantly on and has news coverage of the pandemic then you are going to be terrified. It's going to cause you more anxiety and it's going to make it feel like this this uh, virus is right outside your door and you're, you're not going to want to to really do anything that, that is required of you, like buying groceries. Um, it's going to make you afraid of other people. It's going to further disconnect you from your community and see everyone as a potential threat. And it's that anxiety and, and it kicking off that, that vicious cycle of, of fear um, that virtual cycle of fear, then a negative coping strategy, which leads to more, to more fear and anxiety as well. You want to stop that. So, you know, consume information that is relevant and important for you. So, I would say go directly to the CDC website to get the most current information on what you can do to stay safe, and then take a break from from the from the coverage of the the virus. Do other things that make you happy. Spend time with your family while you, you know, while you're home anyway. And then use the media that you do have, the technology that you do have to find other ways of entertainment and enjoyment. Another thing is, you know, using the the, the media and the technology that we are blessed to have right now is you can still stay connected and close to people we care about. 
you know, you're, you're socially isolating from physical contact, but, you know, with the, with the now, with the widespread use of video conferencing, with uh, FaceTiming, your Facebook uh, you know, video messaging, you're able to see and communicate with people across the world now. And, and that certainly is a lot, it feels a lot more personal than having a simple phone call or email or text messaging. So utilize that as best way as you can. I've been using it, you know, consistently, you know, at work in the past past month or so, because all of our our larger meetings are now canceled, and now it's a lot of uh, Zoom conferencing and Ring Central conferencing, video conferencing, and you know, that's the way we're able to still stay connected. And in fact, it's just that just this evening, I was able to talk with my brother who lives in New York via video chat on Facebook Messenger, and, and that is something that it may not be ideal. But you do feel more connected knowing that you can, you can see the person that you're speaking to. You can see their facial expressions um, because communication is more than just hearing, but it's also seeing the other person. Um, so also, you know, what's really important is to you know, utilize the time that you do have. You know, most of us, I, I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I don't spend a lot of time at home just sitting, just being. I'm usually on the go because I do a million different things. But now that I, I am relegated to staying home a lot more, I am trying to engage in more uh, uh, more hobbies, things that I maybe have pushed off to doing later. Um, so part of that is going to be increasing the amount of articles I put out for my blog and as well for Divorce Magazine. Um, I am going to commit to uh, to pushing out more frequently some podcast episodes, talk about topics that are, are relevant to you guys. Um because you know, with this time that we do have, we can get back to doing things that are most important to us, and that, of course, includes spending valuable time with our families and, and my three children and my wife. So, while you are home, make it a point to do something that maybe you have not been doing as much, or even explore and do something brand new that will be able to consume your your, your thoughts. Um, you know, the more busy time you spend on a novel things, so that's things that you haven't done before then there's not going to be a lot of brain space and cognitive capacity to focus on the, the terrifying, anxious, pr- provocative, you know, pandemic coverage all over the news. So it really is staying busy and staying active to distract yourself from letting fear take over. So, and so, you know, the, the government has basically said there are two categories of, of workers and employees right now. There are the essential and non-essential. The essential workers include the healthcare workers, includes the, the police officers and all the first responders, includes people that work in grocery stores, farmers, um, include um, you know all the services that are required, the basic services that are required to keep a society functioning, healthy and safe. Um, and and for me, that that includes you know mental health, certain mental health professionals. So I do have my private practice, Libertas Counseling. Um, I am not seeing uh, my, my clients in the office and as a way to protect my clients and myself and, and abide by the social distancing, we are now using video platforms to continue our sessions. But also on top of that, I clinically supervise a drug rehab program where the clients that we serve, they live in a residential program. And, and so... I do go to my office for for that kind of work, and you know the people that we serve there that live in that program. They are, of course, you know, 
have restricted movement and not they're not able to go out into the community so we can kind of mitigate or reduce their the risk of exposure so me going be having to go out and go to work and do something in the midst of all this, it's not only terrifying for me, it's also terrifying for my family. So if you have a family member who is an essential personnel and is going to work every day, that adds a a level of anxiety and stress for you because you are, of course, concerned for their well-being, but also you don't know, you know, what kind of germs, you know, you know, or other infections that they're bringing back home with you and that takes a major toll on the family relationships and again it's that disconnect from other people that leads to kind of the breakdown of the family and the breakdown of the community which is detrimental to our psychological well-being so if you are an essential personnel essential worker and you go to work every day thank you so very much you really are a hero and the fact that you are risking your health and safety and potentially that of your family in order for society and other people to continue to to live in a functioning community then that, that is an amazing sacrifice you are making and, and and I sincerely appreciate that you know and of course you know as you're doing the work it's super important you know of course I, I, I urge you to speak with your coworkers and your supervisors to take all the necessary precautions to ensure your own safety. And then when you get home, you know, you may have young children, a spouse who is concerned, who may not understand why you have to go to work. And aside from the obvious of being able to pay pay the bills, which are important, you know, explain to them that, you know, the reason why you go out there is so they can continue to live in a safe community. Because when the basic necessities are are limited, we start seeing more violence more 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 pain and suffering and the fact that so many people around the country have ravaged the shelves in order to get toilet paper that is a a, a good indication that as other things become scarce or people feel like something is going to be sold out people are not going to be their best selves in in attempts to get that thing so if you are an essential personnel explain to your family how it, important it is for you to serve the community and how it is important for your loved ones. If you have a child at home, explain to them why, you know, they are also a hero because they are brave and they're sharing their mom and their dad and their brother with the rest of the community and allowing them to go and serve and help people. You know, it, it's not easy. But the way that that we as a, as a community, we're going to be able to move past this beyond the, you know, I have complete faith that we are going to move past this pandemic. We're going to get some medical services. We're going to learn more and more about this virus. We're going to get better treatment. And when that happens, we're still going to have to function. And there's going to be a lot of pieces that need to be picked up in our our society, in our economy. There's going to be a lot of pieces that need to be put back together because kids aren't at school. Parents are out of work. You know, and my and I saw something about this on social media, and it really kind of struck me because you know, I, initially I had not thought about those those children, those individuals who may live in abusive situations at home, and their only reprieve from the violence and fear and intimidation is maybe at work or at school. So now that they are forced to stay home, they are exposed to this abuse 
constantly. And, and that, that kind of struck me because, you know, those kind of consequences, on top of this, the health issues going on, the economic issues, there are real psychological, uh, emotional, and of course, physical, you know, risks to people that are forced to stay home. So that's why it's so important to stay connected with technology, to check in on your loved ones, check in on your friends, check in on your coworkers. You, have, you may not know a lot about what is happening in their personal life at home, but it certainly will mean something that you're able, to, you're willing to stay connected and, and have a simple conversation with them. This is certainly a time that is going to allow us as a community to really reevaluate the important things. Um, but you don't have to wait until after we've solved and defeated this virus. You can start taking stock of your life, your values, what's important to you right now. And, you know, if we can strip away all the extra the excess and the extra things that may not that may not be super important in the, at the end of the day. But, you know, but focusing on the things that make your life meaningful. This is the opportunity we have right here is focusing on the things that make our life meaningful, whatever that means to you. I won't even go and list examples, whatever that means to you, the things that are in your life that are that have a lot of meaning that are that are, are, are uh, super important to the core of your being and help define who you are as an individual, then reconnect with those things in any way that you can. Because once once the, our lives begin to move back into our, our, our normal routine, I don't want you to forget about how important it was for you to be you in a time that was super scary, in a time that there was a lot of suffering and uncertainty and unfortunately a lot of death. Remember that the best defense that you and your family has to anxiety and fear and depression and all this is going to be the people around you that, that care about you and that you care about. And you may not be in the same house as them, but you can still stay connected with them. You can still use a phone, use a, a phone social media, video chat in order to stay connected and stay grounded in your community, in your social circle. So that's really all I want to say uh, tonight because it's night right, right now where I'm talking from um, because you know, I, I don't want people to kind of throw up their hands and kind of give up and, and feel like there's no way back to, you know, to normalcy for them. There is, but you need to weather this storm in the best way possible. And that means by doing it not alone, but with other people. And you're certainly stronger the more support that you have. Guys, thank you so much for listening uh, and uh, prayers for to anybody and everybody who who is suffering from this this virus, from the families who have loved ones who are out there working in the dangerous conditions in order to stay, serve the community. Thank you. Our prayers are for you as well, and of course, prayers to those who have already passed, who have succumbed to this illness that has ravaged the entire world. I know that we're gonna get through this together, everybody. And, and everyone has a part to play in keeping this society together and, of course, keeping your family and your immediate community together because we, we are going to need each other on the other side of this situation. Guys, you can go to my website, LibertasCounseling.com to get more, to read some of my other blogs, listen to my other podcast episodes. You can go to the CDC website at cdc.org 
I'm sorry, the CDC dot, making sure I get the, the right, cdc.gov and get the most current and up-to-date information about prevention, about information about the actual COVID-19 virus, and then where you can get support and help if you feel that you have symptoms or you're potentially exposed to somebody who has that disease. Take care, guys. God bless all of you, and I'll talk to you next time.